Hello, everyone, and good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. It's me again, Delano Sapporo, founder and financial advisor at New Street Advisors Group, episode 50, post-pandemic trends. Thank you for listening. Make sure you five-star rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. This week, we'll talk about what's in the news, a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of crazy stuff. I don't know when you're listening to this, but there's literally some of the most craziest times we're living in based on what happened last night. Um, and then we also have our financial round table. Of course, we'll talk about predictions for the world post pandemic trends that I'm seeing. We'll also have our question of the week. And then finally, we will talk about what's up with me again, as always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. News update of the week. First, we'll start with our market update. So if we're looking at it from the past week, it's been a kind of interesting week in the market. The markets have actually rallied, uh, especially value and industrial. The Dow have rallied. Um, a lot of the market's weight or a lot was hinging on the fact of we we're trying to see who would control the Senate um, and also have a certifiably um, – president-elect certified, which has happened uh, by the Electoral College and the Senate and lawmakers. So everything, as far as the market having certainty on everything, has has been put into place. And we're seeing markets rally on having more comfort- comfortability around what's happening um, and bonds um, you know, decreasing while stocks are rising. Uh, so that's also interesting. Obviously, you see cryptocurrency and different things also around the world rising. But you're getting a little bit more certainty and clarity, and that's what I think the markets are reacting to. Also, with a Democrat-controlled U.S. Congress, um, the market, I think, is betting on the fact that there will be more stimulus, that there will be more aid ushered to the American people in the next few months uh, especially uh, when the uh, new when the president elect becomes sworn in as president and lawmakers get to work on actually having more aid come to that's another thing the markets are looking at is having more aid, more printing, more money printing. Uh, so that's another thing to look at as far as a market update. But um, that's your market update for this week. Let's go to the news. The news this week, uh, big news. Yesterday was one of the craziest times and darkest days in the American democracy. Uh, as the Congress was trying to certify the election results that was in favor of Joe, Hul- uh, and Joe Biden, it was halted when a mob of President Trump supporters infiltrated the U.S. Capitol building. Uh, they infiltrated, they were rioting, they were you know, causing violence, inciting violence. Um, the Capitol was placed on lockdown where you know a lot of the you know Senate chamber Senate members Congress members were rushed into shelter in place Mike Pence was rushed into a shelter in place uh, it was crazy it was watching I was watching on CNN I was you know just it, it's it's surreal almost what you're seeing happening it's crazy um and it's you know 2021 for you know it's kind of 2020 spilling into 2021 it seems but that was crazy and something you definitely don't want to happen um, and and something that we'll be keeping our eyes on as far as, you know, what's going on. It seems they certified the results. Congress, men, lady, women and men got back in to certify the results of the election. And um, that was the big thing that happened. But it was crazy to see, you know, what is going on in this country at this point. And we're praying for everyone to to kind of, you know, let's get back to what we were. And that's that's the big mess that Joe Biden had in his speech to try to get back to what the American people were. So 
Uh, that's that's crazy. Uh, it's hard to transition from that, but let's try and talk about Twitter buying social podcasting app Bre- Breaker, uh, which is an app. It's an audio platform um, that helps. Um, I think people let users comment on episodes and follow friends. Breaker is a, I've never used the app, but I've uh, heard about it once or twice in passing. But it's just it's a bigger trend where you're seeing these big companies, Apple, Amazon, Twitter, they're all putting their money into audio and podcasting. You obviously heard of Clubhouse, which is a new one, which I'll have I'll actually be having an event on Clubhouse, a speaking event with myself and a bunch of other great financial coaches. Uh, me being the only advisor on it, but it's going to be great. It's January 13th, Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Pop into Clubhouse, go into our room. We'll be talking a lot of good stuff. That's an aside. But back to this trend. Podcasts are the new thing as far as you know where tech and where people are putting their investments in. Spotify has shelled out over $700 million over the past two years to buy pod-related companies like The Ringer, Parcast. They also gave a deal to Joe Rogan. Apple is reportedly amping up its podcast library and apple now holds over 1 million podcasts nearly double the amount they had in 2018 amazon snatched up podcast network wondry to make amazon music more pop uh, more of a pop pop podcast place and now twitter's getting to the fold as well so they see the on the go listen when you want the same thing with streaming it's when you want to watch it podcast no one listens to radio at a certain time anymore in the morning like i don't like i've never done that uh no one's listening to just on the time it's more on the go where's your niche who do you like to follow and that's why podcasts are really breaking especially with the younger crowd um and that's something that you're definitely going to see that trend more and more often alibaba jack ma who's the founder of alibaba and a billionaire one of the richest men in the world He's missing, uh, kind of. Uh, there was talks that he hadn't been seen for over two months, and he had this spat, this back and forth with the Chinese government. So that this obviously brought concern to people because he has not been seen since two mu- in two months since his last TV appearance. They're now saying that he just may be laying low, uh, but people were worried. People were worried because he's a very public figure, billionaire. There's not too many billionaires, so it's not like you can lose track of a billionaire. Um, but you know, his people are saying he's laying low. Hopefully, that's the case. Uh, but China, you know, you don't want to. You're going against superpowers there, and you know, that's there's a lot to be you know said to that. I, I've said too much already. I'm, <laughs> I don't want any beef with uh, the other side. <laughs> So we all we all we all are uh, good over here, <laughs> but that's 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 something to note. Uh, hopefully, we'll see him again on on so the airwaves or in TV in person soon. Other trends, twenty twenty trends, a lot of things going on. Twenty twenty trends. We talked about it, electric vehicles, and I'm really focused on twenty twenty trends. We're going to talk more about it in our roundtable post pandemic trends. A lot of people talking about electronic vehicles, uh, luxury brands. There's so many different trends that people are pushing. I think there's something to say about trends when it's, you know, people thought 3G was going to be a huge thing. And it, I don't know where it's at now. I haven't really followed that industry. But even back when I was in college, in undergrad, it was supposed to be this huge thing. But trends are cool. Every idea sounds good in theory. But can you actually execute it? Can you make it commercialized? The thing with 3D, it wasn't able to commercialize. No one needed or is using that in a commercial sense where you can actually produce something that people are buying, right? That's where the, you bring idea to conception to con- commercialization is so, so important with these big tech trends. And I think something to watch out for. Let's talk streaming wars. Another 
hat has been thrown into the ring. Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus. No, it's not a credit card. Discovery Plus has launched in the U.S. on Monday for $4.99 a month or $6.99 a month for ad-free and it'll be free for some Verizon subscribers. Discovery CEO calls it a perfect companion for every household streaming and TV portfolio. That's funny. Now, our ports are streaming TV. It used to be just cable. Now, it's a streaming and TV portfolio. You have to have. How's your portfolio looking for your streaming wars? Do you have the Netflix, the Hulu? You got to have Netflix in there. Hulu's, Amazon, ESPN Plus, all that, Disney Plus. What does your portfolio look like? Discovery wants to be in there. A small percentage of your portfolio. Uh, I don't I never really watch Discovery. I don't know what's on there. Is it like the, the Planets channel, all those animal channel stuff? Sounds about right. But they're 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 throwing their hat in the ring, and I think a lot of people are going to be, because you realize that streaming and, and on demand listening or watching is the way the world is going. Cable, <laughs> it won't be fully expensive, but it'll be darn near close. Um, the only thing we are going to have it for is live sports, which you know you're essentially going to be able to get that from the streaming platforms at some point, I would assume, in some way, shape, or fashion. And back to the podcast there, there isn't even Netflix is throwing their hat in the ring. They're saying that you can now just listen to the audio of shows. They're doing something where users can listen to the audios of shows. And people are speculating that that's throwing their hand to the ring at possibly building up a podcast library uh, for Netflix. So that's something to watch out for and something that my, I may be speculating into the seeing what they're doing as far as management. But that's what we have for our news update, our market update. Thank you for listening. As always, give me the breaking, give me the best news, my analysis, and my thoughts. Next up, we'll talk in the roundtable post-pandemic trends. Hey, everyone. Gather around, gather around. Let's talk in our roundtable this week, I just want to talk more general terms uh, when we're thinking about post-pandemic trends. So we've always talked about on this podcast, thinking ahead, whether it's you know a few years ahead, what have you, thinking ahead and trying to position yourself best for what happens next. Um, and I think it's a good thing to us look at, you know, I saw or heard on one of the podcasts I listened to, Dr. Fauci was on the podcast. He said, hey, we're looking to, you know, it's probably an optimistic view of things, but having the vaccine circulated to people 70-80% done by summer, which would be by fall. People could start getting back to possibly a normal life. So what does that mean, post-pandemic pandemic trends? The pandemic essentially caused things to pull forward, whether it was um, the, the reliance on tech, the work-from-home mentality. These were things that people thought we saw seeing maybe five, 10 years on the road. And this was pulled forward at a rapid pace because of that pandemic. So when we think of post-pandemic trends, what does this mean? What does this mean for us? And what does it mean for you? I think one thing that's off the bat is obviously remote work, going to a more sovereign remote work type of place, more people working from online, not as much being in commercial real estate and not people being in these large buildings, but people fleeing some of these cities. Uh, there's lots of talks of max exodus out of these major cities and more into mid-tier cities like Austin or what have you, Minneapolis, these places where people can do remote work, pay less, XYZ and, and live a more real, a more remote life. Um, this less centralization. Major cities will be un, unlikely uh, be not as jam packed. Um, people won't be running to cubicles every day. People will be more smooth. So that's a super. That's one of the post pandemic trends that people are seeing. Um, people think taxes are going to go up for the rich. We've printed a lot of money. 
which we needed to do. We had to help a lot of people. We still need to do more. Where's this money going to come from? There's a deficit increases heavily. Uh, taxes. We're going to have to increase taxes. And a lot of people think that real estate is going to be the easiest place to, put, to attack uh, and increase taxes on, on people that have large amounts of real estate. Uh, so a lot of people are going to flee to those tax haven real estate states, whether it's Texas and Florida. You're seeing the flex of this already. But taxes are going to have to increase, especially on the rich, to make up for these deficits and for this printing. And you can't just have a balance sheet that's you know heavily lopsided towards debt and then never pay it. The tax man cometh and someone's got to pay up and it's going to be uh, us you know, <laughs> paying for what we receive. It's kind of a weird little chicken and the egg type uh, scenario, but that's, that's how it is. But yeah, if you're someone that, you know, it lives, it works from home, you're able to go to a tax haven state and possibly live. I was in Miami for the first time, not too long, a few months back. Great. I mean, I couldn't see myself leaving New York because I love New York, but I understand where people are exiting. Um, and so that's another thing to, to think about when you think of these post pandemic trends and what it means for you and your family. Uh, another thing is mass mass massive global globalization. Um, people are going to be able to tra- travel and live cheaper. We're going to be less labor intensive, less labor intensive when you're not, you know, you don't have to be stuck in a cubicle. You're able to move around with more freedom. Um, you can outsource things. If you have your own business, you can outsource, th- outsource things, be more ambiguous. Um, there's just so much that could be things that need to be done or could be done in these post pandemic trends. I think we talked about it, the reliance on tech that was pulled forward. Tech is going to be one of the biggest things in the cloud, the biggest reasons why people can do these work from homes and not just be stuck, um, you know, in a, in a cubicle. That is another big reliance on the post-pandemic trend. So these are things to think about. If you're like, okay, what is the new normal look like for me? What does that look like for my family? These are super important trends that are going to be happening. They're pulled forward by this this crazy pandemic that we went through. But stuff to keep your mind on. And I hope it's helpful. If you have questions, please reach out to me and how it relates to you. Next up, we're going to talk question of the week. Question of the week, folks. Question of the week. This is a long question. Um, found from an online source, but I wanted to relay my thoughts and and how I see things, but let's do it. So the question asks, the the person asks, my son just graduated college and currently owes 19,500 in loans. I inherited an RA from a deceased father. This IRA is currently worth $26,000. i am thinking of withdrawing it to pay off my son's student loans. The IRA is separate from my retirement. This is the last year we can claim our son as a dependent. So I thought if I was ever going to withdraw it now, withdraw it now is the time. I understand that I still need to pay 20% federal and 5% state income tax. Is there any reason not to do this? Um, there's a lot of reasons not to do this. And and we'll, we'll go through some of them. One, this person cited the biggest reason. One is the federal and state income taxes. People don't understand. I've talked about this. My clients are well aware. Um, when you have a 401k or a pre-tax traditional IRA, the only taxable event is when you withdraw, when you withdraw from these accounts. And when you withdraw from these accounts, the IRS sees it as income, one. So, but and also you will the IRS knows that you are withdrawing from a pre-tax account, so you do owe taxes. So you will pay at least in this situation, he'll pay like a third or he'll pay a third of there. Maybe up to a third of this will go to taxes. That's a significant loss of the money. It's just to pay off a loan 
that could be paid off over time by the, the, the young person's the son's income. Or, you know, the son could pay it off through other means. But that's why I don't believe it's good. I, I don't generally don't believe it's good to use retirement income to pay off debt. Like that's a rule that I just am not okay with. Retirement income or retirement funds, excuse me, are to be grown over time, long-term capital appreciation, used when you're ready to actually retire and live off of it um, and preserve the principal, but taking out monies per, per whatever periodic that you want but to live off of. And so that's something you would not use to ask that. The other part of it is, you know, let's look at it from a sense of situation of, you know, tax brackets. You are going to pass, that is taken as income. So this father, when he withdraws that money, it's as income for him and he will possibly pushed up to a higher da- tax bracket by liquidating, withdrawing the IRA. Um, Cause the IRS is like, Hey, that's your income. Now you've just taken his income. So that's another consideration. Um, another consideration is student loan debt relief for people that have those op- options with the next with the president elect joe biden coming in he's promised or he said he wants to do something about forgiving student loans so this person could possibly get ten thousand or more forgiven um in that situation and so you could wait and see what happens with loan forgiveness or other relief options so again i'm generally against using retirement income for anything else other than retirement and long current excuse me, retirement funds for retirement and long-term cap appreciation. That's what I do for my clients. We're growing those for long-term capital appreciation and to be eventually used when the individual retires. So um, definitely a great question. Uh, a lot of moving parts there, but we parsed it out. And we we're able to get to a, a somewhat of an answer. So next up, we'll f- close this off and talk a little bit about what's going on with me. Wrapping up, folks. Thank you again for listening. What happened with me this week? Um, not much. I wonder if this is the people's favorite segment. What actually is going on with me? <laughs> couldn't be. Couldn't be. Um, NFL playoffs this weekend. Super excited. Big slate of games. I think we have three games Saturday, three games Sunday. My predictions. Um, let's pull up the NFL playoff schedule and see what my predictions will be. Saturday, we have Colts and Bills. Bills should slap them around pretty easily there. I'm liking the Bills in that one. Give them two touchdown wins. Buccaneers in Washington. Uh, this is an interesting one, but I think the Bucks take it. T- terrific Tom, 40-some years old, still rolling, still going. We're going to give him that one. Bears and Saints. Saints slap the Bears around pretty easy. The Bears shouldn't even be in the playoffs. They're kind of weak, but they're in there, so we'll have to give them credit for being there, but the Saints slap them around. Sunday slate. Rams and Seahawks, classic. I feel like they played like a million times this season. They've played each other like a million times. They're playing again. We got the Seahawks in that one easily. Give them one or two touchdowns. Ravens and Saints. Excuse me, Ravens and Titans. That's going to be a good one. That's probably the closest and best game this weekend. I can't have to give it to the Titans. I think the Titans will take them. Uh, strong run game. Ravens don't look as good as they have in the past. I go Titans. Browns and Steelers. It's going to be easy. The Steelers. T- terrible the Steelers towels Steel City they'll smash the Browns congrats to the Browns for actually making it but they won't go very far that's my predictions let me know how I do uh what else I rewatched Friday Night Lights that was pretty interesting I rewatched Friday Night Lights it's just always great to have that nostalgic feeling brings you back to what when did it come out 2004 when you're like high school middle school I don't remember but you just love 
football. You love the game. Um, I'll be on CNBC next Monday doing worldwide worldwide exchange. Wex, it's the morning show, uh, 5.50 a.m. If you're up, uh, you're on either coast, please tune in. I'll try to post it on my social media afterwards. But, hey, this is always great. Love Team Yushi. Remember, if someone hasn't heard this podcast or they'd like to, let them listen. Let them share. If you have a question for me, reach out to me. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk next week.